I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Slam Podcast here on Patreon a day early or on your main feed on Friday. My name is Kenny McIntosh, joined as always by the one and only Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today? Kenny, I'm doing well. <laughs> it's you... not, not been a bad day overall. No, uh, we had a, a little announcement yesterday. In case people have been living under a rock, do you want to tell them what we're doing, or do you want me to tell them? You can tell them, Kenny, and I'll, I'll add something on the end. So basically, we, we've we decided together to repurpose and re-release complete Power Slam issues in yearbook form, starting with 1994, issues one through six. So it will be in a book form. You'll have that you know great cover. There's an exclusive cover that's been made. Finn's done a proper two-page sort of introduction to the year, so there's some original content in there as well. And, you know, from the feedback so far, people have been kind of clamoring for something like this. And we shot a little thing last week, which has obviously gone out on all the social media channels. And people have been responding to that. And th- there's a lot of nostalgia for you, Finn, and a lot of nost- nostalgia for the magazine. So people are very happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, we talked about this for a long time, hadn't we? And um and it's like, well, should we do it? And then we, and yeah, we finally got round to doing it. And, you know, there was a few sort of things along the way. And we came to the, you know, decision that we did to do it the way we've done it, which has obviously been the right decision, as people will see when they receive it. And yeah, we uh, recorded the uh, footage for the uh, promo last week in a village near Penrith in Cumbria. And, uh, 
So we the, ended up recording quite a lot of footage, footage, didn't we, Kenny, for that very short video? <laughs> yeah, we 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 got some really good good footage, and yeah, I think I I, I felt like we we kind of knew that, that this was going to go well. You obviously don't want to count your chickens before they hatch. No, that, you know that that people are, but you know, I, there's enough. To, you know, that in in terms of the first book on its own, and I, we should say so. You know, we have placed a limited run of these books. And once that limited run is gone, they're they're gone, and that'll be the same case for everyone that we do. But you know, there's already a fair amount of those gone, and in, yeah. in, in one day. Um, but I mean, issues one through six. If you were to try and buy them on eBay, you would be talking issue one goes for something between about seventy five and one hundred pounds. Yeah, issue two is about fifty to forty. So when you add up, it's probably like two fifty, three hundred quid to get them. So. 30 quid in the whole book form and you know we've we've kind of we've taken some of the original stuff and we've kind of upgraded the color a little bit so it's a little bit sharper for the book and stuff that like we've you know you've you've went in and made some adjustments that, that give it the f martin approval yeah so, yeah definitely yeah definitely and um yeah i mean like, you know i did a two-page introduction called the state of play in 1994 which is like obviously you know, setting the scene, kind of a little bit like what I did uh, with the interviews books, with all the intro- introductions that I did there, explaining, you know, what was going on at the time and the mood and why the interview took place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I felt that was very important. So um, I, actually, I actually wrote it and then wasn't happy with it. This is me, my perfectionist <laughs> tendencies, and went back into it and did it again. And, and um, it ended up being a blessing in disguise for some reason why, there was a delay and then I ended up having time to rewrite it. And yeah, I'm very pleased with the way that's come out. And I think that really sets the the tone and takes you back to the time when Power Slam was first published. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that this has happened. And um, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but it's a, you know, it will very soon be released, won't it, Kenny? So people yeah. will be able to, um, you know, read all those original six issues the magazine published in 1994 in one yearbook. Yeah, December 4th is the official release date, but you can pre-order your copy now at powerslammagazine.com. I have had numerous people coming to me sort of saying, I really want to buy one, but like, I'm, you know, I don't get paid till the end of the month or whatever. It's like, there, are, there is still stock. We will give you warnings on when... I don't want to say right now stock's low, but they're they're going they're going through the paces, that stock. So I would yeah. make it a, I would make it something you want to do before the end of the year. But you know, we will give you fair warning when we're down to the last, you know, bit or so. But yeah, so get your pre-order in. We will be, you know, as soon as they arrive with us, we will be shipping them out on that week of December 4th, and they'll be with It'll you, be guaranteed. with you before Christmas if you're in the UK, basically. Yeah, guaranteed, because we um we we ship them from from our own home here uh, in Glasgow. So um they will be together. And the other thing we should mention, I, I do think this is just worth mentioning for people, um because there was one email about it, and I think we should clarify it. So these books are only being sent by tracked delivery. That's the only way they're being sent. The reason for that is because if you're a subscriber to the magazine, for example, and you you know, an issue doesn't arrive with you because sometimes your postman or there was a strike or whatever, you know, we can just send you a replacement. It's a pretty easy process to replace your issue for you. But with these books, you know, they're, they're very premium, they're very expensive, they're in a limited run. We can't really risk them getting lost in the post. So obviously they're all tracked. But the good thing for you is you'll be able to obviously make sure, you, we'll be able to make sure that you get them 
and get them in a timely fashion. So, yeah, yes. very exciting times. And uh, the cover is great. The, the um, I feel very nostalgic and warm and fuzzy about it all. So, uh, anyway, let's move on from that to some of the latest stuff going on in pro wrestling. Um, we obviously have from spoken... 1994 to November 2023. To November 2023. So there's lots of stuff going on. I did want to ask you about something... Oh, no, actually, do you want to reveal, actually, who the interview is for for the next issue of the magazine? Do you want to wait for that? How do you feel about that? Uh, well, yeah, I'll just mention it. Yeah, I did uh, another interview with Mr. Jim Cornette on Monday. So we spoke at length about um, war games. Uh, he was working for Crockett Promotions, of course, in July of, ni- uh, July of 1987, when the first war games was held at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. He actually wasn't on the show. He wasn't there. He uh, just had a knee operation. Didn't know that. So, so, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about world class. We talked about the Iron Claw, the forthcoming biopic of the Von Erics. We talked about AEW, of course. We talked about CM Punk, Vince McMahon. Uh, I got him talking about women's wrestling, which is something that he has been critical of. Um, And he's not critical of all the women wrestlers out there. And he made a point of stating the people in wrestling uh, who he admires. So we talked about that and various other things as well. So, uh, yeah, it was um, it was a different interview to the ones I've done previously for ITR magazine. Absolutely needed to be. You want the interviews to be different each time. So I think people will really enjoy reading that when the magazine comes out, comes out or rather goes on sale. Uh, on December the 21st. Yeah, I think that people are going to very much enjoy it. And the reason I you know, gave you the lead there in that was because obviously Iron Claw is something that you, you mentioned to Jim Cornette and Iron Claw yeah. has been something that's been a real bugbear to someone in WWE. So Ooh. Triple H was saying that Michael Hayes is very upset because he was not asked um, about the in terms of his portrayal in the film, he was not happy about that at all. He felt he should have been a consultant. Given, he he felt he should have, he should have been given some sort of consultancy about. Let me just get the exact quote here. Is, know, is, I mean, I can understand that because I mean he is the sole surviving member of the fabulous Freebirds, who were, of course, the Von Erich's great rivals. Um, from late 1982 through 1983 and into the middle of 1984. So I do understand that. I mean, you know, it's easy to mock Michael Hayes. Um, but I mean, I think that's a fair point. Well, here's what he said. He said, um, Triple H said, I listen to Michael Hayes complain to me all the time about how they made a movie with him in it and he never signed off on it or agreed to be in the movie. That's his point of view. So, I mean, I guess it, yeah, it must be this strange thing where there's a movie brought out, you're a kind of semi-pivotal character in the film because you're one of the, you know, adv- adversaries to the main characters. And, you know, you just kind of are watching it happen. But also, I mean, I, I think when, you, when you're in the, the movie game, you probably don't want to get too much in the weeds. And, you yeah. know, as soon as, I mean, I'm sure whoever, I, I, don't, I don't know who directed Iron Claw, or, but I'm sure that whoever it is, once they'd done a deep dive into wrestling, they thought, okay, if we start going to all these old timers, you know they're going to be trying to work us. They're going to be trying to get their get their portrayal to be better or have them in a more favourable light. So, but yeah, Michael Hayes not happy about that. 
But um, uh, yeah, yeah, the director is Sean Durkin. Sean Durkin. Um, but Triple H did go on to say, and I want to get your take on this. He talked about the. Well, here's what he said. He said, um, it's an amazing moment in the industry, the whole thing, fascination for it. For me, I hope they don't dwell. There's so much positive in our business in so many ways, and yet a lot of times no different than anything else in life. People want to focus on negative moments. It's a tragedy, the family. I just hope it's done well. I heard it is. I heard it's done in a way that's not negative, not a downer, but just tells you about the perils of that stuff. If it's done in that manner, I think it's great. If it's just a sensationalized hatchet job or a tragedy in a family that could have been surrounding a lot of different businesses, I hope it's not that. So, well, I mean, it's going to be a downer, isn't it? Because, <laughs> I mean, because of how many of them died uh, through overdoses, suicides, or other reasons. And, you know, the other people who were working for World Class, like Gino Hernandez, for instance, and the other tragedies there. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a downer. I mean, the whole Kerry motorbike accident and the fact that you know, he even came back to the ring after that and injured his ankle and had to have his foot amputated. I'm curious to see how they handle that because, of course, that was a big secret in the business. Very few people knew about it. So how are they going to tackle that one? So, um, yeah, it's going to be a very, very bleak movie, I imagine. Um, I don't see how it can be anything but a bleak movie given the subject matter and what happened unless they sugarcoat, sugarcoat the whole thing, in which case it will... It'll be then to me a travesty. We'll just be, you know, not faithful to what actually occurred. But you yeah, are right, I... Kenny. If you start involving too many old timers who will then potentially want, you know, some sort of creative control over parts of it, or will then if could potentially then knock the film if they don't feel like their views were listened to. That's always a danger, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, you've got to have your director and your producer and your whoever scripted it. And then if you have these outside forces who don't feel like their voices are being heard on, you know, the the direction and the content of the movie, then you invite criticism before the films even come out, don't you? I mean, you, you're basically storing up problems for yourself. Yeah. And also, it's, it's not, I mean, it's going to be difficult to have a happy ending for a family who there's one left. and Exactly. Multiple suicides. Yeah. So, Yeah. D- difficult one, but I mean, the Iron Claw already seems to be getting really positive kind of feedback from people who have seen it so far. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jim Connett was very, I mean, he's only seen the trailer, of course, because the film doesn't open until December 22nd. Yeah. Uh, but he was saying that the trailer was, you know, he said the trailer was amazing. It's like, it's like they've, they've just got it so spot on. Just the whole look of it is just 1983, 84 world class. And he was just, yeah, remarked about how authentic it felt from the trailer, the, the look and feel of flavour of world class championship wrestling. Um, I also wanted to ask you about the so AEW, they announced last week they're doing the Continental Classic, which is yes. essentially their version of a G1 is kind of the, the gist of it. There's 12 people in there. There's a blue league and a gold league. It's got big names like Danielson, Moxley, Swerve, Jay White, all these people in it. How do you feel about this? Do you think, is, is this going to be a good thing for AEW? Do you think, I mean, it's another tournament. Um, what do you make of the idea of doing their own version of a G1? 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, I mean, I can understand why they've done it because what else have they really got that's original right now? I mean, I mean, it looks like it's going to be MJF and Samoa Joe again, right? Because that was yeah, know, that that's was... going to be the match at the World's End in Nassau, I think, at the end of December. Okay, well, we just saw that at Grand Slam, and um, it seems inconceivable to me that Samoa Joe will win, which possibly will mean that he is going to win because it just seems so unexpected or unlikely that he would become champion. Um, but as far as another tournament, I mean, I'm not excited about it. I mean, I don't really need another tournament. I mean, are they creating a new championship here, Kenny? I know uh, Eddie Kingston's putting his belts on the line in it, right? Yes, yeah, so apparently what they're doing is they're basically... They're basically creating their version of the Triple Crown that all Japan yes, had. So that's what I thought they were doing. Yeah, so basically they're 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 taking they're saying there's a new AEW Continental Championship plus the ROH title plus the New Japan Strong title. They'll yeah. all be made into one Triple Crown belt, and that'll be the one that's defended across New Japan Strong, Ring of Honor, and AEW. That's the idea. I mean, we don't need another championship. There's too yeah. many championships in this company as it is that mean nothing. So I don't really, I mean, I, it fills a void, doesn't it? I always felt, you know, that, you know, when Vince Russo was struggling, which was basically always in WCW, <laughs> then he would just create a tournament. And it's something that basically offsets, um, you know, a creatively barren period in the booker's, you know, mind or output. And it's just, oh, let's have this tournament because then that sort of gives us something to do. And we don't need to come up with loads of new storylines and, you know, booking ideas for, you know, individual acts. So, I mean, it serves a purpose. I understand that. Um, but, I mean, as far as this, also, I mean, like Triple Crown in All Japan Pro Wrestling was the three, that was the belt that Mazawa held and the belt that Kawada held and Saruta held and the belt that Kabashi would hold and Stan Hansen and all these other big names. I mean, this isn't going to be a title that the world champion is going to vie for. We've got all these other titles as well. So to call it the Triple Crown is almost to sort of suggest, well, yes, it's going to be this really prestigious belt, but you've or belts, prestigious championship. But you've got all these other belts that I think most people would view as you know, more valuable than the, than this Triple Crown is going to be. So I think it just dilutes the importance of all the championships when you have too many of them. Um, but I understand why he's doing it, because I just don't think he's he's got any sort of fresh ideas. And I think he feels like this is going to be something that's going to keep the company ticking over. I, I think it's totally unnecessary, frankly, Kenny. What do you think? 
I think I think the issue is if the people who watch AEW and people who enjoy AEW, you're always kind of satisfied with the in-ring product. They always give you like enough on the in-ring product that you're satisfied. That's not the problem in AEW. The problem is more hot angles, hot storylines, and that's what they need. That's what they they need more than anything. So I think that while this might be I don't know, good for weekly TV for the base people who are watching it. I just don't know if it's, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like it's, it's what's going to. It's not a game more... changer, is it? It's not no. something that's going to draw new viewers to the product. No. And then you could also even like, you know, it's been announced and I, I, I should get the, I should get the list here while we're here of, of, of who's in it because, uh, on uh, classic. So the list of competitors in it. Are there's two leagues, Blue League and Gold. Blue League is Andrade, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Brody King, Claudio Castagnoli, and Daniel Garcia. And the Gold League is Jay White, John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, Jay Lethal, Mark Briscoe, and Rush. And the you've got all these guys in there, and they're they're going to have these matches. Danielson, who obviously at this point cannot do a G one, like he's never going to be able to do one. Well, we know he's going to retire next year, right? Yeah, because you know he's getting injured doing sort of regular matches, so he's not going to be able yeah. to do to do to do those. But I just think that you've you've got all these guys. I mean, a guy like Swerve Strickland is an example. So he was in the tournament on he was in the tournament last night. He had a match last night on the show, and he defeated Jay Lethal. I mean, can I just stop you there, Kenny? Okay. I know, I, I know exactly what you're going to say. I was going to say the same thing. Why is he wrestling after what he endured at Full Gear? And yeah. why is he winning? Oh, yeah, of course he's got to win because he beat Hangman Page in that yeah. outrageous match on the, on the pay-per-view. But, I mean, he took so much punishment in that match to the point where I was utterly numb long before the finish. And now he's wrestling on dynamite and winning. He should have been selling the punishment that he absorbed in that match at least this week and maybe even next week to really sell, you know, how, I mean, they took so much punishment in that match. It was absurd. You know what they should, what they should have done is they should have Swerve come out on this show, on the show last night, have him look, you know, have various kind of body scars and whatever he's got, right? And yeah. have him come out and then have somebody, not Tony Khan, but have somebody come out, even Shivani, and just go, look, really sorry, Swerve you're not cleared this not match cleared. is not happening and the fans yeah. will start getting behind him because they want to see him fight and he's yeah. going to be annoyed because he wants to fight and then you do the match next week or the fall you know I know it, ha- it probably has to happen next week because of the way the tournament works but you have to kind of have them in a certain amount of time but even that one week I think would have really done a lot for you know his because he, he coming out of that match he's got a big people are kind of behind him so yeah. build on it build on it and give him another week to get people to be more into him Exactly. And the thing is, to me, after that match, I mean, you know, Cornette and I talked about that match. You'll read about that in the magazine. And Jim and I were singing from the same hymn sheet about that match. Um, But to me, you know, it was a big win for Swerve Strickland. You know, I didn't like the match, didn't like anything about it, but Strickland won. And to me, based upon that, he should be heading in the direction of MGF. He should be in, bound for the world title. He also should be bound for a babyface turn at some point soon. Yeah. People... I mean, as outrageous as that sounds as well, because this is a guy who did a home invasion <laughs> and threatened Hangman Page's 
young child and people were cheering for him. I mean, try and get your head around this one. Um, But I mean, yeah, Strickland, he should not have wrestled on Dynamite this week. He should have sold um, the injuries, the pain, you know, the fatigue, everything that he had absorbed in that match. He should not have been allowed to wrestle. The doctor should have said, no, you are not cleared to wrestle because you took you endured so much punishment in that Texas death match, which was actually a last man standing match, not a Texas death match with Hangman Adam Page. You know, you will you will not be allowed in the ring until next Wednesday at the earliest. You know, and that yeah. would have at least sold the gravity of the match. And also Swerve, if he wanted to wrestle, he would have, as you just pointed out, Kenny, he would have looked heroic. You know, even though he's a heel, <laughs> he's AEW. So, but also, I mean, what I was going to say when I was bringing up the participants was, and I, I know I, I do understand it's wrestling. You can't have all twelve guys be top guys because then people need to lose, and maybe you don't want to have certain people lose. But you know, people have brought up the, the idea of like you've got AEW's version of a G one and Kenny Omega's not in it. Yeah, you know, and, and and then Jay Lethal is, and and Brody King's in it. When really, probably people want to see Malachi Black a little bit more. Yeah. And I get. I get the idea that you're putting guys in there who are obviously not going to win, but they're maybe going to get something out of it. But, but I mean, you... Brody King's never going to get over. He's no. never going to be a star. It's just not going to happen. No. So I just think they're missing a trick by having, you know, Omega in it. Um, I think he would have done. I think he would have. He would have been, you know. And if I'm calling for Kenny Omega to be in it, you know, there's problems. <laughs> but even me, I think he should be in it. But anyway, uh, we'll see who. Why is Jay Lethal in it? I mean, what's he done? He's done nothing for months. Who was the one recently who I think it was it was it was a women's title match that Karashida had. I think maybe it was against Ruby Soho. It was against somebody, and they had lost a number one contendership match on Rampage and then got a title shot on the following dynamite. And you're going, I mean, you know, that that's Vince levels of remembering things. Oh, you know, you did Russo level booking. Um, <laughs> it just is, and it just makes no sense. And poor Hikaru Shida. I mean, another worthless title reign. She lost to Tony Storm. I mean, that was the right outcome because Tony Storm has this character that people are connecting with. I mean, the finish of the match with she shoved that piece of metal down at tights, and then it was visible as Aubrey Edwards. I think it was counted the pin, and you're like, you know. <laughs> What's going on here? You know, is that Aubrey Edwards blind in one eye? And if she is, why is she a referee? Uh, but I mean, you know, Tony Storm becoming champion was the right outcome. Of course it was, because she has a character that is connecting with the audience. But poor Sheeda. I mean, another useless title reign. Well, listen, the last thing I want to ask you about before we go is Jay Uso caused some waves yesterday in an interview he did recently with The Ringer. And he was talking about the Usos' place in tag team history. That's what he was talking about. You know, basically kind of alluding to the fact that him and Jimmy will probably be back together at some point, which obviously we know they will. He described FTR as top tier. And they have missed the boat for a Hardy Boys match. But in the Usos, that is. The Usos have missed the boat for a Hardy Boys match. Uh, But then, basically, he talks about the Young Bucks. So he says... And now some of what he's here is Jay Uso's language. Obviously, I would not say these things in the way he has, but I'm just reading the quote. Um, if you if you all want these dream matches, you're all going to have to bring your ass to WWE, dog, to the top tier. 
you're you're all gonna have to come where we ain't dropping down young bucks everybody bring it run it we're the ones for a reason and i mean that i stand on that we're the best tag team in the world and if you want to get detailed with it i'm talking about on the microphone the way we dress the way the gear looks the way we carry ourselves the swag the ink everything the hair the grills the earrings the chain all that's real us all that's real um i mean it's a compelling point <laughs> you know the, the usos are absolutely the, the 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 in contention for best tag team in the world right now do you think it's not even though they're not teaming even though they're not teaming anymore but you know young bucks are with AEW. they've made the choice but do you think if they did go to wwe do you think that them and the Usos could be a match that would live up to, you know, I guess dream match status? Some people would see it as. Um, I mean, I'm not sure really. I mean, FTR. I mean, I bet they're regretting not taking WWE's money earlier in the year. I mean, they knew, or I think they probably knew, didn't they, that CM Punk was returning when they decided to resign, which I think was April when they extended the deals. And they also, and they also extended at the time where we didn't know. If Vince was going to be back again, it was kind of that weird, like, you know, because the TKO thing hadn't gone yet. So, yeah, very bad time for FTR on that and the punk front. Yeah, I mean, they just feel to me like, I mean, that loss to Ricky Starks and Big Bill just felt like the wrong, the whole way it was laid out was really, didn't really do a whole lot for Starks and Big Bill. And I thought was very damaging to Dax and Cash. And I don't think they've ever recovered from that. And I think their aura has been very badly dented. Um, but I mean, yeah, they were they were going great guns when Punk returned. And they were like top guys. You know, they were in this teaming with Punk and six mans. And I mean, it felt like they were really, they'd really played a blinder there by signing with their AEW. Then the Punk thing <laughs> fell apart. As we know, I actually looked up Kenny how long he lasted Punk. And uh, when was it? He actually lasted 10 matches. He had 10 matches when he returned to AEW, and he lasted 10 weeks and one day. Uh, (laughs) That's how long he lasted. I probably thought he was going to last longer than that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, for FTR, I'm not really sure what what the future holds for them in AEW. It feels like they're in quite a lot of trouble. As for the Young Bucks, yeah, same, really. Um, I mean, they had the match with FTR at... All in. Was it all yes, in? Yes, all in no. Wembley, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the other match. And it actually was okay. I mean, I think it did heat up towards the end. But when that ended, it was like, right, where are you going to go next for Young Bucks? And it feels like they've been floundering ever since. They lost the match to Jericho and Omega at full gear. And then they had the tantrum afterwards. Um, and apparently they're taking some time off. I mean, nice work if you can get it right, Kenny. They're <laughs> getting paid all this money and they're, they're going on holiday for however long. I don't know how long they're going on holiday for. But it looks like the books, young books, are doing another heel turn, which in some ways I think is the right move for them because they're so obnoxious as characters that, you know, they're so unlikable. And I think they've lost that connection with the audience, especially after the punk debacle. I think fans blame them for partly for Punk's exit. Um, So I think the heel turn is the right move for them creatively, but I don't really feel like they're ever going to be as hot as they were. So, yeah, I mean, if these guys were were going to, you know, really reheat themselves and become stars again, then, yes, going to WWE would be the way to do it. But we know that's not going to happen because they've just signed long-term deals, both FTR and the Young Bucks. So, you know, it's kind of a bit of a... 
waste of time talking about it because it's not possible, <laughs> is it? It can't happen for years. And Geosaurus, but I mean, I think Geosaurus is clever. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I've not read the interview in full or, or, or I obviously don't know how it was asked when they spoke, but I, I like the idea that Geosaurus kind of going, you know, we are the best tag team in the world based on, and he's putting all these different ways. And because yeah. wrestling is not just about what you do in the ring, it's about the swag and it's about the microphone skills. And it's about the, the way you look and the way you carry yourselves. And It's about the grills. It's about... <laughs> Subvert the grills, you know, that's why that's why you and I, Finn, we wouldn't find tag team success, we just couldn't get those grills quite right. But, um, yeah, I, I, but good on him for, I think Jay's, Jay's made a good point and, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know what, it was nice of him, in a sense, they're laying out a challenge, aren't they, for the future. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a shame, really, that FTR and the books haven't signed shorter deals, because then maybe this could happen, if not next year, the year after, but I think they'll have signed, like, three-year deals, I imagine. Yeah, I can't see them signing any less than that. So, so I mean, they're there till twenty twenty six, which feels like an eternity. I know, but we'll still be here. Don't worry, everybody. We'll see what they do then. Uh, but listen, that's all the time we've got for today. We're going to head off. We will be recording the Power Slam overrun when we look back at issue three of Power Slam, which you will be able to purchase in the yearbook of nineteen ninety four Power Slam, available at powerslammagazine dot com. Uh, and then we will be doing a War Games. Uh, special where we look back at the first war games that'll be going out tomorrow friday so do check that as well and then we'll be back on monday for what's going down to talk about survivor series so yes it never stops it never does so anyway thanks the wheel keeps turning and we're you know we're not getting off kenny no we're here we're We're here we're on it forever we're here for the long haul so yeah i want to thank everybody for your support and you know the the response to the the power slam book has been amazing and that of course is in no way uh, anything to do with anything but uh, the love that people have for Slam and for what you did, Finn. So uh, congratulations on the success of it. Very well deserved. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's out fairly soon, December 4th. And yep. uh, I hope you'll all, uh, if you haven't ordered it already, I hope you will. Powerslammagazine.com, everybody, and you will get it before Christmas. So yeah, go and order your copy now. So thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 